If you went into work tomorrow and someone came up to you and said, I know God. I'm from him. And he sent me. Would you believe him? I wouldn't. I would be utterly incredulous and probably a bit irritated. Christ says, I know God. I am from him and he sent me. I've entitled this message, The Claims of Christ. We see from verse 30 what they thought of his claims when he said, I know him, for I'm from him, and he has sent me. Then they sought to take him. That means they sought to arrest him. But obviously they didn't understand what he was saying, or they wouldn't have tried that. But no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Jesus Christ is either who he said he is, or he is the most arrogant, self-deluded, deceitful person to ever live. He's either who he said he is. Or he is a deceiver. Don't say, well, I believe he was a good man. He's either who he said he is. Or he is a deceiver. What do you think of Jesus Christ? What do you think of his claim, I know God. And I'm from him. And he sent me. What are your thoughts regarding his claim? In verse 19 of this chapter, I love what the Lord says. Did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you keep the law. Why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, you, you have a devil. Who's going about to kill you? You have some kind of conspiracy thought in your head. No, he didn't. He knew exactly what they were doing. Jesus answered and said unto them, I've done one work and you all marvel. And this is talking about when he healed the paralytic in John chapter 5. And he did so on the Sabbath day. And they became very angry over this. They wanted to kill him because he healed somebody on the Sabbath day. They had no understanding of the Sabbath. And they thought, you're breaking the Sabbath. 
demonstrating their utter ignorance of what the Sabbath was in the first place. Verse 22, Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it's of Moses, but of the fathers, and you on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. Now, on the eighth day after you were born, if you were male, you were to be circumcised. Uh, sometimes that would fall on the Sabbath day. Uh, they didn't go ahead and wait nine days or do it a day early. No, they did it on the eighth day. And they didn't break the Sabbath. Lord says, you're accusing me of breaking the Sabbath? Verse 23, if a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are you angry at me? Because I've made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. That's what we considered last week. Then said some of them of Jerusalem, is not this he whom they seek to kill? Now they understood, these bystanders. They knew that the Jews wanted him dead. And yet they see him speaking so openly, so freely. Is not this he whom they seek to kill? But lo, he speaketh boldly. And they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers now uh, know indeed that this is very Christ? Um, could it be that the rulers now think he's Christ? They were wanting to kill him, but now they're not doing anything. And he speaks boldly. Verse 27, Howbeit we know this man whence he is, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, we know this man from whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Now, they say with regard to the Lord Jesus Christ, we know where he's from. We know his address. We know his mom and dad. We know his brothers and sisters. We know where he is from. In reality, they didn't know where he was from. They thought he was from Nazareth. They didn't know he was from Bethlehem the place where God said the Christ would come from. All they knew was Jesus of Nazareth. Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? They believed him to be from Nazareth. We know where this man is from. They thought he was from Galilee. Look in John chapter 7, verse 52. They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. They thought the Lord was from Galilee. That's where Nazareth was. What they thought they knew, this presupposition they made as to where he was from, was incorrect knowledge. He wasn't from Galilee. He was from Bethlehem. And what they thought about knowing, knowing where Christ would come from in the first place was wrong. The scripture tells us where he will come from. Bethlehem. Verse 28. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught saying, You both know me and you know whence I am. And I'm not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. Now, is he saying, you know me and where I'm from? Well, he says in the same verse, you don't know me. You don't know me. 
some of the translations put a question mark uh, after you both know me and you know when I am, do you? Do you know me? Do you really know me? Kind of like when the Lord said to his disciples, do you now believe? You say you do. Do you really? Do you really know whence I am? He says, I've not come of myself, but he that sent me is true whom you know not. But I know him. Now here's his claim. I know him. For I am from him, and he hath sent me. Now, this is either a grandiose, perhaps schizophrenic, histrionic personality disorder born of self-delusion and self-grandeur or he is who he says he is. I know him. No man has seen God at any time the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father he hath declared him. I know him. There is no one that really knows God but him. I want you to think about that statement, huh? Now, if I'm a believer, I realize I know him. I know him, but not like Christ knows him. Christ said, I know him altogether. I know God perfectly. I know God with omniscience. I know everything concerning God. I know him. Turn with me for a moment to Matthew chapter 11. Verse 25, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes who hid these things God did God did he hid these things what things the things of salvation God hid them he hid them from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes even so father for so it seemed good in thy sight all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. 
and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. He knows the Father. He knows God infinitely. Now he said to them, you don't know him. You see, no man has the ability to know God unless Jesus Christ reveals him, just as we just read. I think of what the Lord said in John chapter 17, verses 2 and 3. He said, Thou hast given him power over all flesh. That means you. That means me. Thou hast given him power, authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Now he says to these people, you don't know him. I do. In John chapter 8, verses 54 and 55, he said, if I said I don't know him, I'd be a liar like you are. (laughs) The way he speaks. But I know him and keep his saying. Now, you may know me, but you don't know me altogether. There's a lot of things about me you don't know. And I know you, but I don't know you altogether. There are a lot of things about you and concerning you. I do not know, but he knows me altogether, and he knows the Father altogether because he's one with God. He said, I and my Father are One, equal with God. He knows everything there is to know about God with omniscience. That's what he means when he says, I know him. We know a little bit. He knows him altogether. He knows God. He understands God. He loves God because he is God. Equal with the Father. Jesus Christ is God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the absolute sovereign of all. Jesus Christ is God, equal with the Father. Next thing he says, he says, I'm from him. I'm from him. Now remember that original question if somebody came up to you and says, I know God, I'm from him, and he sent me? Well, the Lord says, I'm from him. He is my origin. Turn to John chapter 8, just across the page. John chapter 8, verse 37. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. Because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I've seen with my father. And you do that which you've seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham's our father. Jesus saith unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me. A man that has told you the truth which I've heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, We be not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God. 
Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why don't you understand my speech? Even because you can't hear my word. I'm from God, he says. I'm from Ashland, Kentucky. That's where I'm from. I was born at King's Daughters Hospital, September 9th, 1959. When the birthplace of Christ is foretold, we read this in Micah chapter 5, But thou Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth to me. That's to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old from everlasting. Jesus Christ from Bethlehem, as God ordained. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, face to face with God, literally. The Word was God. He knows God, he's from God, and God sent him. This is what he says. This is his claims with regard to himself. I know God. I know him altogether. You won't know anything with regard to him apart from me. I know God. I'm from him. And he sent me. He's called in Hebrews 3.1 the apostle or the sent one of our profession. John 3.17 For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Aren't you thankful for that? But that the world through him might be saved. You see the world was already condemned. He didn't have to come to condemn the world. He came, the Father sent him to save the world. Matthew 1.21, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That's what the Father sent him to do, to save, not to condemn, to save his people from their sins. Listen to this scripture, 1 Timothy 1.15. Christ Jesus, he initially says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. You ought to find this the best news you've ever heard. That Christ Jesus came into the world. Remember he said, he sent me. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Not to make them savable. Not to give them an opportunity to be saved. Not to offer them salvation. You know, I'm, I can't stand it when preachers say God offers you salvation. He does no such thing. He saves. He saves. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Not good people. Not righteous people. Not holy people. Sinners. 
Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom Paul says, I am the chief. Move over, Paul. John chapter 3, verse 34. He whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. (laughs) You know why we have the words of God? He whom God sent speaketh the words of God. He spake as one having authority. I love if you go on reading in John chapter 7 uh, where, where the, the, they sent some people to arrest the Lord Jesus. And, and they come back. He said, why haven't you arrested him? He said, never man spake like this man. <laughs> Nobody's ever spoke like him. He speaks the words of God. God, who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son. He's the God who speaks. He's the God who speaks. John 5, 36, the Lord said, My works also bear witness of me that he sent me. He did what only God can do. Now you can close your eyes to that and say, well, I don't believe he did those things. He says he did. And he did what only God could do. He brought matter into existence that was not there. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He did what only God could do. He says, the works that I uh, have done bear witness that the Father has sent me. Listen to this scripture from John chapter 6, verse 29. This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. John chapter 6, verse 38. I came down from heaven not to do the, my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing. But raise it up again at the last day. John chapter 8 verse 42. I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself. But he sent me. And this is eternal life. That they might know thee and the only true God. And Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I know God. I'm from him. He sent me. Now the fact that. The father sent him tells us that he was before his father ever sent him. You see, he is the pre-existent, eternal son of God. He was before he came into this world. How many times did he say, uh, I came down from heaven? I came down from heaven. Now, if I said I came down from heaven, you'd say, you're crazy. You did not. We know where you were born. But he said, I came down from heaven. The Father sent me. He was before he was sent. I am that I am. He said at the end of John chapter 8, before Abraham was, I am. That's God's name. I am that I am. His father sent him, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten father, the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. His father sent him 
And he did what his father sent him to do. Turn with me to John chapter 6. Turn back a few pages. I quoted this. Verse 38. For I came down from heaven. He said that uh, seven or eight times in this particular sermon. I came down from heaven. Not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now, he knows God altogether. He came from God, and he did what God sent him to do. Now, here's the question. What did God send him to do? What did God send him to do? Well, this verse of Scripture tells us, I came to do his, the will of him that sent me, and this is the will of him that sent me, that, listen to the words, of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing. Who are those the Father gave him? The elect. Those God the Father gave to his Son to be his bride. The elect. Now somebody may think you're implying that he didn't come to save everybody. I'm not implying it. He didn't. That's important for me to understand. And not just because I'm thinking, well, how, uh, why didn't he do it? I, he came to save those the Father gave him. The elect. You see, he's no failure. He didn't come to save somebody and then end up being in hell. That would mean he failed. That would mean he failed to do what he intended to do. If he intended to save you and you're not saved, he failed. Is that right? But that's not what he came to do. He came to save those the Father gave him. That is the elect. Now, I wish I could say this the way I want to say it with the proper attitude. I, I, I want to say this right. But this is the gospel. That he did everything. That there's nothing for me. If he died for me, I must be saved. That's the gospel. My only hope. I, say, I hope I say this every time I preach. The only hope that this sinner has that I'll be in heaven is that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And put them away. And made me perfect before God. That's the only hope I have. That's what he did. This is the will of him that sent me. 
that of all which he hath given me, I should not lose one of them, but raise them up again at that last day. Now, Jesus Christ came, number one, to glorify his Father. Number two, to save those the Father gave him, to save his bride. And both of those were realized in his death. He completely glorified God. He said in John chapter 17, verse 4, I've glorified thee on the earth. I've finished the work thou gavest me to do. He did what the Father sent him to do. Look at verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. Now, somebody says that's, that's discouraging to say that he only died for his people, that he only died for the elect. Well, that's, what if I want to be saved? Good question. Good question. What does he say? He says, this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him. Now understand, election doesn't prevent someone from being saved. The death of Christ for his elect doesn't prevent anyone from being saved. If you see the Son. Now, that doesn't mean you see him physically. I don't know what he looks like physically. You know, every time I, I see a, a, a picture of him, I just think, oh, you know. How do you know what he looks like? Nobody does. Uh, that's idolatry. You know, have a, 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 a he's God. Um, to have a picture of him up or, I, or uh, some figure of him nailed to a cross on a... Uh, it means seeing who he is. It means seeing that he does know God because he is God. It's seeing he is from God. And God sent him. Seeing who he is. That is the issue. Who is Jesus Christ? Who is he? He said, I'm the one that knows God because I am God. Jesus Christ is God. He came from God. And God sent him. He sent him to save. That's the Father's intent. Now, if you know who he is, here's what will prove it. You believe on him. You will believe on him. If you know who he is, you will believe on him. You do believe on him if you know who he is. Now, this, are, this, this is his claim. This is his claim. I know God. All together. I'm from him and he sent me do you believe he knows God 
Do you believe he's from God? Do you believe that God sent him? Now, there are three um, responses that a person can make to this, his claim concerning himself. Now, let me repeat. If you come up to me and say, I know God, I'm from him, he sent me, I'm not going to believe you. I'm, not, I'm just not. Uh, and the same thing with you toward me as far as a man making this claim. Only God can make this claim. I know him. I know him all together. I'm from him. He sent me. Now what is your response? There are only three responses. Unbelief. I don't believe that. Apathy and indifference. So what? Or faith. I believe. What's your response? You say, I don't believe that. Okay. I can't convince you. Only God can. You're in the hands of the sovereign God. And the only way you'll believe is if he gives you that faith. And if you believe him, he's giving you that faith. You know that, don't you? Faith is the gift of God. By grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. The second response Indifference. So what? Well, my, that's worse than unbelief. Something so glorious and it doesn't mean anything to you? That's worse than, how horrendous. Or faith. Believing the message. Turn with me to Acts chapter 9 for a moment. This is what we're going to close with. When this chapter began, Paul did not know who Jesus Christ was. He knew his name. He knew him as Jesus of Nazareth. He knew him as the one he wanted to blot out, but he didn't know him. Verse 1, and Saul yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of this way, this way of Christ, this way of truth, this way of grace, if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near unto Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. The other account says it was above the brightness of the sun. Now, I can't imagine something being above the brightness of the sun, but he is. 
And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. You're only hurting yourself in what you're doing. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Now, whenever anyone finds out who Jesus Christ is, this is their response. Not, here's what I'm going to do. What will thou have me to do? Is that your response? When you find out who he is, he knows God. He came from God. God sent him, and he did what God sent him to do. When he said it is finished, he had completed what God sent him to do. The salvation of the elect, the salvation of all who come to him, all who see him. Now, you see who he is? Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? What must we do? That we might work the works of God. This is the work of God. That you believe on him whom he hath sent. What will he have you to do? He'll have you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Young people, old people, middle-aged people. Everybody else? What are you to do? You are commanded right now to believe on him. He who knows God, who's from God, and was sent of God. You are to believe, to trust him, to rely on him to save you. That is what he would have you to do. If you're thinking, well, I need to straighten out my life. I need to, I hope you do. <laughs> but that's not what he's calling upon you to do. He's calling upon you to believe on the name of his son. Sirs, what must I do? To be saved. He knew he couldn't save himself. What must I do to be saved? Believe. Not work. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved.
I mean saved in such a way as you're going to be brought before God in judgment and there's going to be no fault in you. You'll be without sin. You'll be perfect. You'll be absolutely. That's what saved is. Believe the gospel. Let's pray. Lord, we ask in Christ's name that you would give us the grace to believe on this one who knows you, that is from you, and that you sent. We ask that we would be given the grace to simply rest in him, who he is, and what he did as all of our salvation. In Christ's blessed name we pray.